Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Monday, May 9th, and we are still here showing love for travel advisors as May is National Travel Advisor Appreciation Month. And one company really showing the love is Apple Leisure Group Vacations. ALGV is dedicating 31 days of amped up gratitude for travel advisors with special giveaways, fun ways to win, exciting prizes and points, insider confidential content series to bolster your expertise, more professional development resources, and of course, a fantastic sale to help you seal those deals. This Travel Advisor Appreciation Month is all set to impress. So visit algvacations.com backslash T-A-A-M to learn more. We've got a great show for you guys today I'm really excited about. We're going to be talking big travel news as always. And then later on in the show, I'll be interviewing John Werner, president and COO at Mass Travel Network, where John and I are going to discuss the biggest issues troubling the travel industry right now and what needs to happen as we move forward towards recovery in the travel industry. But first, as we do for every episode, in case this is your first time listening, let's dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. And we begin with some good cruise news as Carnival and Norwegian Cruise Lines full fleets are back in service, a full capacity there. Love to hear that. Great for the cruise industry, more ships back in the water, and the CDC updated its COVID-19 program for cruise ships. The agency announced that it will reduce the percentage threshold requirement for determining highly vaccinated voyages from 95% down to 90% of eligible passengers or those age five and older. However, the crew vaccination percentage must remain at 95% or greater to be considered a highly vaccinated voyage. Additionally, the CDC revealed that isolation rooms no longer need to have negative pressure. They must still be located in pre-designated areas, and the exception to transferring individuals to pre-designated cabins as if within 36 hours of disembarkation remains in effect. This was welcome news to the Cruise Lines International Association, which released a statement that said, quote, The CDC's adjustment of vaccination and quarantine and isolation room requirements recognizes the highly protective measures in place on board cruise ships and is in keeping with the CDC's lifting of any travel-related advisory against cruising. CLIA member cruise lines continue to provide one of the highest levels of COVID-19 mitigation for the traveling public with higher vaccination rates and higher frequency of testing than most any other setting. We look forward to the further development of the program to bring greater alignment across the travel and tourism sector, end quote. Cruising is safe, folks. I've said it a number of times on this. I've been on cruise ships in the last two years. A lot of our listeners have, and they echo these as well. So cruising is safe. Don't hesitate to book a cruise vacation if you're thinking about it at all, because prices are only going to rise. So be uh, sure to book with a travel advisor, too, before when you do book your cruise vacations. Moving over to airline news and what's trending there, airline incidents have fallen more than 50% after the mask mandate was lifted. Is anyone surprised? I mean, we kind of knew this would happen, but at the same time, you know, it was absolutely ridiculous that people could not keep their shit together to wear a mask on the plane. It was a rule for a long time, yet people still caused a scene and ruined the flight experiences for other travelers out there. I mean, it was not a hard rule to follow. If you didn't like it, then you should just not have flown a plane and not have flown on the plane to begin with. You know, if you don't, uh, if you don't comply, you won't fly. That was kind of the rule back there. But, you know, somehow I don't think the FAA really cares that much though, because I mean, they picked up some nice chunk of change there after issuing out a hefty fines left and right. So, I mean, I mean, obviously they care because it's the numbers are down and that's what we need to see. But it was a little sad that it ever got to the level that it did. So um, when that mask mandate did drop, though, we uh, led to a lot of bookings. But, you know, prior to that, 
Uh, we did see good signs of air travel's rebound as air travel did grow in March, according to um, some new data from the International Air Transport Association, IATA. Uh, they showed total traffic com- uh, climbed 76% compared to March 2021, but it was still down 41% from the 2019 pre-pandemic levels. So, you know, we're inching closer and closer there, folks, and we're, we're going to get there. Um, other airline news. Last week, Southwest experimented with free Wi-Fi on select flights. Uh, it's normally $8 charge they have, but uh, some lucky passengers got it for free on their flights. Uh, Southwest said that its t- goal here is to, quote, evaluate how the new hardware improves performance while delivering a reliable internet experience used by a large volume of customers, end quote. Um, so last month, you know, Hawaiian Airlines announced that it would cut a deal with Elon Musk's SpaceX Starlink to provide free Wi-Fi to passengers on long-haul flights by next year. Starlink is a network of more than 2,000 satellites uh, designed for high-speed internet access. And, you know, Southwest toying with this. I'm waiting for some other airlines to jump on this whole free Wi-Fi. Let's make it a huge movement, you know. Can we get some petitions out there? I am all for this. Um, this coming from a guy who actually doesn't really use Wi-Fi much on the plane if it was free, yeah, I'd probably use it a little bit more, maybe um, get one of my own uh, movie features or, or, you know, hop on the internet if I needed to do some work. But um, I mean, flying, like same thing with driving, like it's hard for me to like read anything. I get a little motion sickness in that regard of, of trying to read stuff. So I'm usually just music. Maybe I sleep, maybe I'll watch a movie and, and that's that's my thing. But for everyone else, I, I think free Wi-Fi, you know, that, that should just, that's the future of flights right there. You know, I cannot wait for it. I think it should be a thing. It's 2022. Let's make this happen. If you agree with me, podcast at travelpulse.com. Give me a shout. Let me know your thoughts on the free Wi-Fi situation. So you know what else I can't wait for? Japan to reopen. And we got a little bit of tease there as Japan's prime minister hinted that at June would be a reopening for tourists. So you'd love to see that there as we segue over into destination news plus Croatia. They ended their pandemic related entry requirements. So more and more places are doing that. We've got a tracker of Europe and Japan or and Asia and also the Caribbean too on the latest entry requirements. So be sure to check those out at travelpulse.com. And another destination news last week, I was on hand for the media preview of Epcot's transformation down at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. So Epcot's doing this big push, you know, I mean, they got a little delayed by the pandemic here. They wanted to have a lot more in place and done by the 50th anniversary for Walt Disney World uh, Magic Kingdom, which is, you know, the uh, 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom is still ongoing. It's part of an 18 month long celebration, but the Disney's, you know, branching it out to all parks to try to celebrate and make this a momentous thing. Um, and they had a new details launched for Epcot's transformation. It's going to be a four neighborhood pods, if you will. They're going to be called World Celebration, World Discovery, World Showcase, and World Nature. And World Nature will actually feature a new journey of water inspired by Moana. So that'll be the first Moana-related thing in any of the Disney parks. It is designed, you know, to get you to explore water and you kind of, you know, water is Moana's, you know, the ocean is Moana's friend and everything. So water has a personality of its own and it's all going to be about helping guests learn how to protect the natural water cycle in a fun and engaging way. So pretty cool there. And, but the, the key thing with, um, Epcot transformation and the thing that Epcot really needed was this new ride from guardians of the galaxy, cosmic rewind. That's going to be in the world discovery zone of Epcot, which is going to be, Oh, a lot of fun for a lot of people out there. If you like roller coasters, that is, and if your family does or whatever, you're, you're going to have a good time on this. If you can handle, 
if you can handle the intensity of the Yeti ride, then you're going to be able to be fine with this. And if you can handle flight of passage and the screens and all that and the, the 3D, it's not 3D um, in this, this coaster here for Guardians of the Galaxy, but it does have a lot of screens. A lot is going on around you. So really exciting. I was able to ride it and I rode it actually five times last week. And my biggest takeaway after riding this ride five times was that I'm getting old and out of shape because the next day my back was hurting and it was, ooh, yeah. So this, this ride has a 42 inch height requirement and it is exactly what Epcot needed. You know, a lot of people would, you know, I don't want to say hate on Epcot, but a lot of people just thought, okay, Epcot is like brief moment. You know, if I'm really into the festivals that they have going on, then yeah, I'm going to jump at that as far as if you're coming down there for a vacation. But a lot of people would, you know, Epcot's for like the residents of Florida. It's where they go and the annual pass holders go all the time, and which is true, but it's still, there's still a lot of fun stuff to do there, but they were kind of missing a little bit. And that's why they're going through this transformation right now. And that is what led to this awesome new roller coaster that was being built seemingly like forever, but it's finally here and it's really awesome. So a little bit more about it. It is the first reverse coaster launch, the first coaster at Epcot period. Uh, got a reverse launch, which is really cool. The first Disney World attraction to feature the Guardians of the Galaxy characters as the uh, Guardians are over in Disneyland with their uh, reimagined uh, Tower of Terror into the Guardians ride there. And it's also the first Disney Omni Coaster, which is kind of similar to uh, if you've ever ridden Haunted Mansion, how the, the ride vehicle kind of turns and points you to what is going on in the action. It points you to the action of what's going on in the ride and everything. So they've got that with this at and it's a high speed though. So you're, you think, you know, Haunted Mansion ride, but you know, time's out by five or 10 and you are moving. You feel the wind in your hair, even though this is fully enclosed. It's the longest fully enclosed coaster in any Disney theme park. And it's one of the longest enclosed coasters in the world. It's kind of like a dark ride. It's uh, and I mean that by like, it's dark inside. I don't mean it's, you know, horror or anything like that, but when, you know, you take um, Space Mountain and you elevate that a little bit by adding some screens in there and a lot of stuff. So it's, it's really fun. Um, if you do get motion sickness, like I said, if you can handle Flight of Passage, you can handle this. So the Omni Coaster is, follows you in there. So honestly, when it, that's kind of the, the trickiness. Like if you, the ride itself is is intense, but it's still smooth because that Omni Coaster turns you and you kind of have to flow with the ride, but you also want to look at the screens and what's going on in the storyline of, you know, the, helping the Guardians rescue in the world and save the galaxy and all that. So all the while rock music is playing and going on as they have six rock songs with uh, September, Disco Inferno, Conga, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, I Ran, and One Way or Another which it's very hard to not sing literally all those songs right now as I read them off to you because I love music and I had a great time riding this ride. And I think you will too, if you like roller coasters out there. So that pretty much wraps up what is trending in the world of travel in the last week. Any additional thoughts, drop me an email podcast at travelpulse.com. Now let's jump on over to our interview segment of the show. And now joining me on the podcast is John Werner, president and COO at Mass Travel Network. Thanks for joining the show, John. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Eric. And thank you so much for inviting me uh, on your show today. Absolutely, John. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself uh, for those who may not be familiar with you. Uh, well, I've been in the travel industry uh, my whole career. It's uh, like going on 47 years or something like that. And and uh, I worked uh, early in my career. I worked at several different 
travel agencies in the Chicago area um, and mostly selling vacation, leisure travel, managing the uh, vacation departments of a few larger agencies. But then I, I opened my own agency. Uh, my wife and I had uh, ran that agency for 13 years until I uh, came to work at uh, MAST uh, headquarters. Um, our agency was a member of MAST for uh, the time that we had the agency, and uh, I served uh, as a volunteer on our on the board of directors and so forth. And then I finally um, uh, started working at MAST, and I became president of the organization uh, 20 years ago this month. Awesome. Congratulations there, John. So, um, we're going to be talking about, you know, the big issues plaguing the travel industry right now. And obviously, COVID-19 is, is the big one. We all know that. That's the, the obvious one in the room, if you will. So uh, it, it has long troubled the travel industry. But but as travel reopens and more destinations relax their uh, entry requirements and everything, and we get sort of back to normal, uh, there are still some key specific issues out there in the industry right now. Um, so what do you think is the number one issue that is troubling the travel industry right now? I, I think the number one issue is the uh, challenges that a lot of travel advisors, uh, and I know this is the case with uh, MAST agencies, uh, the challenges that they're still having with supplier issues. Um, supplier, you know, staffing, so many um, um, issues with uh, long hold times, uh, training of new hires, um, just the support that they're receiving, you know, a lot of the uh, the, the BDMs that a lot of uh, companies are very stretched. And uh, I think it, it, it stems from talking to the suppliers that they, um, you know, they, it's still the effects of the early days of the pandemic when they were laying off um, big percentages of their staff, under, understandably. And uh, so scrambling to hire back, um, ramp up, travels back in many ways. Um, um, in some ways, it still has a ways to go, but a, a lot of people are are very busy. The suppliers are very busy again, and and they're hiring and training as fast as they can. So I, I think that's seems to be a, a big challenge because um, some of the customers they don't understand why it might take long to get an answer on something or to resolve an issue. So, you know, things take, take a while to get resolved these days. And I'm sure it's, it's all going to work out eventually, but I I see that as one of the most, the, the uh, key issues uh, out there today. Yeah. Staffing has long been an issue, you know, ever since we um, first got free from the quarantines and lockdowns, if you will, back in 2020, we tried to figure out how, how to get that going. And it's still an ongoing issue. But uh, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics on their April employment report, jobs in the leisure and hospitality sector did increase by 78,000, but totals are still down 8.5% when you compare it to February of 2020. So just before all the crazy lockdowns, 8.5% um, is still pretty staggering there. Uh, I know it doesn't, you know, it's not a double digit number like previous times were throughout the last two years, but I mean, it's still, it's still a very impactful number that is causing issues throughout the industry. You know, and we uh, discussed that as, as your, you know, number one for, for me and my, my thoughts on, on the number one issue kind of segues us into some of the other key issues around, which we'll uh, also touch on. But, um, 
beyond what I think is number one, which is the pre-departure testing rule. So, we, you know, mm -hmm. that issue right first, you know, we had the mask mandate was uh, rescinded and that's off. And a lot of agents out there got a flurry of phone calls and a lot of bookings happening for people ready to go travel again because they don't have to wear a mask on the plane. That's what was holding them back. But there's still a good handful of people out there who are not going to travel internationally, though, because they have to have a test to re-enter yes. into the United States. So I think that's the number one issue right now. And and we did have last week, the um, uh, a lot of people in the travel industry came together, actually more than 260 industry and business organizations. They sent a letter mm -hmm. to the White House calling for the repeal of the pre-departure testing requirement for vaccinated international air travelers. You know, this, um, I feel like it's almost every week I get a press release from like US Travel Association, which, you know, it, uh, it'd be kind of a shock. It's not every single week, I guess. It's probably about almost bi-weekly now at this point where they continue to push um, and put pressure on the White House to remove this mm -hmm. rule. And and honestly, it'd, it'd be a little shock if they didn't uh, keep doing it. But that's that's where we're at in the industry right now. And, and travel organizations are coming together to to try to get that rule removed because it really is a real um, a real block here that's uh, preventing a lot of people from getting out there and traveling again. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with you, Eric. Uh, we, um, our members talk about it all the time and um, they do have customers that are concerned about that. And that's one of the reasons that uh, maybe they choose a domestic destination. They uh, might have a desire to go uh, overseas, but um, I, it does, it is holding them back. And I don't know. Um, I did read what you referred to um, a moment ago about 200 and, um, some en entities and organizations and in industry writing the, uh, the White House. But um, I don't know. I've heard various predictions on the date that, that uh, getting that test is going to be lifted. And uh, some have said, oh, it's going to be sometime in the month of the May. Some said it's going to be June. I, I guess we don't really know, do we? No, yeah, that is one that honestly I thought that would happen the same time they decided to say, "Hey, the mask mandate's over." But then again, you know, we've got the CDC as as long as appealed the mask mandate there, so you know, it's uh, it's it's interesting when when that actually will happen remains to be seen. But I do think it'll happen at some point this summertime. So, what are some other key issues though that you think are impacting the industry out there? Um, well, sticking on the on the topic of um, you know, COVID itself. There, um, a, a lot of agencies seem to uh, they are seeing a, a bit of a rise in infections, and some of their customers um, either having to cancel at the last minute because they uh, tested positive before they even began their trip, or sometimes when they're in the destination. Uh, so they're you know still dealing with that kind of stuff. Uh, any, uh, I, I do believe that there's still going to be some changing travel restrictions and COVID protocols, it certainly doesn't seem to be anywhere near as um, the, the numbers of restrictions and everything that were worldwide. It, do, it does seem though, like over the past month or two, that more and more countries and destinations, they seem to be having common, more common uh, restrictions and COVID protocols in place, which is again, makes travel easier for people to get around. There's less confusion, um, less hesitation and so forth. So that, that's, that's really good. Um, and we'd like to see that open up even better. Um, I, I also think that uh, the other 
key issues that people are, de- you know, aid, travel advisors are dealing with are be high prices and tight availability. Yes. Um, you know, car even car rental companies have made mention of that recently that they think uh, rental prices are going to stay high all throughout the summer. Hotel occupancies are going to remain high. Uh, of course, gas gas prices, we all are dealing with that, uh, the high prices there. So it seems like high prices and tight availability is, is here to stay for at least until the fall. Yeah, it, that's an, a huge issue right now for a lot of people. Some people are have the benefit where they price is no concern to them, and uh, we will always be jealous of those types of people. But that's a very small percentage of the world out there and American travelers. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we did have some recent data came out, and um, average daily hotel room rates in the U.S. were approximately 37.7% in the first quarter compared to the same period uh, in 2021, um, and round-trip domestic flight average was $302 uh, per traveler, a 3% increase from the same period in 2019, and a long long and ultra-long-haul international flights are around 20% higher than the same time in 2019. So yeah, high prices uh, we know is an, an issue. I, I mean, you look uh, a year a year ago at this point, a lot of deals were kind of around as like, you know, the vaccines were, you know, had been issued to a lot of people and we kind of had this uh, a little uh, small push towards a uh, really growth in the summer travel season before the Delta variant really shook things up last year. But, you know, now we're here a year later and, you know, prices were, I think, naturally going to come back. That was really just understood of where, you know, the business was headed. But then you throw in inflation and now and everything that's going on and um, the gas prices too as well. So it's it's really a, a major issue impacting a lot of people out there. You know, kudos to the, the agents out there who aren't um, having that issue with any of their clients, but it is still um, something that is troubling a lot of people in the industry right now. So yes, there, uh, the, the pent up demand and the, uh, the, the people just wanting to be normal again and, and take those trips that they held off on for so long. Um, yes, there it's some people are, they're willing to pay the price. They're willing to, um, whatever it costs, they're, they're willing to pay. Um, but I, I do know that there are some people that are uh, put off a little bit by the prices, especially if they think that, um, you, you know, where are the deals right now? I, I know that uh, some of our agencies are getting that kind of a question from customers where they say, oh, I thought there would be a better deal out there right now because, you know, people are haven't been traveling and, um, you know, the cruise lines and tour companies and hotels and everything are trying to get people to travel again. So they, they were looking for better deals and are surprised when they um, they don't get that bargain of the day type of price. Yeah, we're we're a little removed from that. I mean, if you work with an advisor, they're going to be able to help you find deals for those uh, non-advisor listeners out there. But yeah, it's 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 tough in this situation right now. So that's why if you're thinking about travel, really at any point the rest of this year, you really need to get on that booking window uh, and and get going on uh, finalizing your plans and and putting some down payments in or booking everything up and paying it all upfront or payment plans or. In anything you can do to, to make it happen, because prices, I think, are only going to rise um, throughout this summer. You know, you know mm-hmm. like you said, in the fall, we might see a dip, uh, but it, I think it'll only be a brief dip because then you've got, you know, a holiday season coming up and people are going to want to sure. capitalize on that, too. So we, we talk about all these issues here and everything, but how do you think the industry can overcome some of these issues? And, and where do you think things might be like uh, a year from now? Well, I think that... Um 
you know, again, you're referring back to the suppliers. I mean, they're, they're working as fast as they can, um, hiring and training. And uh, I, it's just a matter of time before that problem subsides. And um, other things, you know, again, time always takes care of some things. But uh, I, uh, travel advisors definitely need to stay informed. They need to um, continue their pursuit of information, you know, use all the resources they have at, ha- uh, at hand uh, to stay on top of uh, things. And, it, you know, it's not always easy because there's just so much information out there to stay on top of. But it really, uh, I, I think that is one of the, the ways that you you have you have to do that in order to overcome some of these issues, you just have to be vigilant and stay informed. Absolutely, staying on top of it, and and you know, brighter days are ahead. I know we, we talk about issues, and that sounds really down and everything, but you know, there are ways reasons to be positive about moving forward. You know, we are going to get this uh, pre-departure testing rule is going to be gone before too long and the bookings will continue to roll in and you know the travel industry recovery will will come back and it'll be stronger than ever so i'm i'm really positive about that and i hope our, our listeners out there are uh, feel the same way so um john in, any final advice you have for our travel advisors um facing these hardships and and moving forward in anything um yeah just a couple of things that that um know that um travel advisors are the authority on all things related to travel. Um, every, it's been talked about over and over about uh, customers once again uh, coming to seek the uh, advice of a travel advisor and uh, wants the service and assistance that travel uh, advisors provide. So uh, it's a matter of um, you know, being seen as the authority and having the confidence and uh, the education and so forth to present yourself that way, that that's what customers are looking for. And I think travel advisors also have to be put in a position where they, they, um, they, they take control. A lot of customers, uh, customers are quite demanding today, but at the same time, um, they're relying on, on, um, the professionalism and the advice of travel advisors. So I think they're in a great position to take control of those relationships. And um, they also need to leverage their resources and their contacts as much as they can. Uh, and uh, that's some, that's a, a key difference between someone not using a travel advisor and, and someone who is using a travel advisor. And, and so I, I think those are some of the key things that, um, travel advisors need to uh, use going forward. Wonderful advice, John. I really appreciate it. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to jump on the show today and uh, talk all things travel here. So like we said, you know, brighter brighter days are ahead. We'll, we'll get past all these issues and uh, it'll be uh, a lot of positive things moving forward. That's great. All right. Well, thank you, Eric. Um, uh, I appreciate it. Thanks again to John for jumping on the show today. I had a great time talking all things travel there and how we can move closer to a recovery. So if you'd like to be on the show in the future, podcast at travelpulse.com is the email. Reach out to me. Let me know what you're all about. If you'd like to sponsor the show, I'd love to hear from you too. So thanks for listening, folks. Have a great week. 